We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. This is Cheryl from Jajawarong Country. G'day everyone and welcome to Beyond 90, the podcast episode 101. It kind of sounds like a cool number, but it's just a number. It's great to be here again. It's great to get over that milestone of a hundred. It must be like a a real cap for Lydia Williams, who's coming up to her 100th cap. It's something that you just want to get over and done with. Maybe I'm not too sure. Uh, Welcome to the crew as well. We were hoping to have a couple of special guests that didn't eventuate, but that's okay. We'll see how we go next time around. Stefan, welcome to you. I know that you've still got a little bit of a lurgy, but we're glad to see you here as always. Yeah, hi Cheryl. How are you going? I'm well. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not coughing. Yeah, we, we had uh, some marvellous we- uh, weather on the weekend. So I got out and about through a couple of games on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, it was really a nice change from the last month. So uh, very happy to talk about them a little bit later. Very good. Madge, how about you? Yeah, really good uh, here. Um, keeping busy with a little bit of football, uh, but otherwise just the, the normal work drudge. Yep, the work drudge. We'll come back to Madge to talk about maybe some Matilda's active updates as well. And then, Eric, how are you doing? How's your week? How's your week in football? It's less cold, so it was it was actually pretty pleasant on the weekend, all things considered, given where I went has reputations for being icy, but I was actually okay. Good to hear. All right, and a shout-out to Dale, who's not around, but hopefully his moving is going really quite well. If he's still hidden amongst boxes, we might have to send out a search party. All right, Uh, let's talk about episode 101, Matilda's cap number 101. Alicia, although everyone really knows her as Ish Ferguson, Matilda's cap number 101, someone that is really visible, and we don't always have the luxury of having Matildas who are out there and, Um, You're able to see them quite so easily. She spends a lot of time on, you can see her on social media. She's on, she's been on ESPN. She does some work for Optus Sport. She's really great to see her presence still around in the Matilda space and and in the football space generally. But going back to some of her roots or at least her Matilda's roots, she debuted for the Matilda's back in 1997 and played for the national team for a good 10 years up until 2007. She debuted as a youngster at 15 years of age, which is kind of a bit of a common thing with the Matildas. I don't know if it's starting to trend a little bit upwards these days, and I'm maybe not sure if Lachlan France or someone or rather can have a look at that for us as well. Her grassroots club, and this is for you, Madge, Stratford Dolphins. Tell us about them. Are they still around? Oh, um, it's not immediately uh, something that, pops to mind i'm not sure if it might be a central or northern queensland um club but doesn't uh, it was it cairns i thought yeah, up in, maybe. I, don't, I don't know mccann's particularly well but um i hope they're still around we like i'm not sure that out. dolphins play a lot of football but uh yeah shout out to them and and hopefully they are still around 68 appearances for the matildas 66 of those as a internationals and she scored four goals um position was at the start I think she played as a forward but then towards the later stages of her career and certainly after she'd done an ACL she moved into a midfielder position she appeared in both the 1990 
sorry, 1999 and 2007 World Cups. She played for the Millwall Lionesses. I don't know if anyone's familiar with them. I, now, I called, am not. now called London City Lionesses. Oh, there you go. London City. Very easy. Back in 2012 and 2013 in the FA Women's Premier League. And she was also part of the Brisbane Raw inaugural side in the W League, which is now the A League Women. Um, back in 2008, 2009, but she unfortunately missed their winning grand final due to an ACL injury, which she sustained in the semifinal. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, one of those stories about ACLs and women's football players. But as I said, these days, it's pretty easy to spot Ish on social media and as a presenter for Optus Sport. We also had a little while ago, Molly did a great write-up for us. So I've provided a link to that a little in while our ago. showcase yeah. notes. It's actually, wow, how time flies. That's like three years ago, that article. Yeah, that would have been back in the early days when Beyond 90 was just a baby, but we are no longer a baby. Speaking of babies, not really. We have Dale on the podcast as well. Dale, I'm glad that you've found your way out of the boxes that you've been un- unpacking, and I hope you're well. Oh, oh just Okay. <laughs> Bye, Dale. His um, connection's not well. So, <laughs> all right. I thought. Uh, I mean, on, on Alicia, um, she's she's always been really generous. I think with her time with fans and 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 the profile. I remember with the Raw call, we did a a preseason launch for um for the Raw one season, and um and Alicia was great. She did a video message for us to to put up at the event. So, um, yeah, good egg. Yeah, definitely a very, very good egg, as most of our Matildas are and still in and around the game, which is great. All right, let's talk about, and thanks, congratulations, Ish, on being cap number 101. Let's talk about hot topics and news that's out in football at the moment. Uh, The young Matildas have been busy. Eric, do you want to take us through some news? Yes. uh, So we know about the game they played on Sunday How's my map? Sunday, 12th of June. There was actually another game, a closed doors game that no one, apparently no one wanted us to know about, but I have contacts. And it's if you've listened to the last few pods, you should be you should be able to figure out who the contact is. So on Wednesday, young Matildas beat New Zealand under 20s uh, by 1-0, and uh, Briley Henry scored the winning goal. So you'll see in our pod notes that the only Instagram post relating to this I could find was from uh, Hill Sports High School, a sporting high school in Western Sydney. Very proud that two of their... Uh, well, a current student and a former student started. That would be those being uh, Jessica Nash and Abby Lemon. So, yes, uh, so a two-game series, even though only one of them was publicised, and Australia and New Zealand split the games. Very good. Also, some news there from New Zealand and their squad against some upcoming matches. Uh, I don't know who wants to take us through this. Me, but- me. D, I'll go first, then you can use pick up the scraps. So... Uh, yes, New Zealand, yep, they, as Cheryl have said, announced the games for the next international window where they are playing Norway and Wales. Good tests, both mm-hmm. of those games. And uh, three, three first call-ups to the senior side. I'm absolutely delighted for, firstly, Mackenzie Barry, a.k.a. Makavaza, the leader, the A-League women leader in, 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 sorry, in blocks last season. And um, also another, another amazing grace, Grace Jale. And um, I'm so delighted to see a first football friends call up for a true Kiwi girl, that being Ali Green. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we'll see if um, any of those players take the field. Of course, um, I don't know. I don't remember Kate Taylor being announced as a first call up. So I think she might have been in one of the previous squads, but I think Kate's still 
uncapped at senior level by New Zealand. So, you know, a lot of familiar names, some new names as well. So, and uh, Victoria, so what's, I'm sorry, what was her name? Jika Klimkova, kind of mixing up a bit. But uh, does anyone else have any thoughts? Uh, I just think um, we're, we're scared about Spain, but good luck um, New Zealand taking on Norway. So yeah, I that's, the, uh, yes, I, I didn't want to say <laughs> um, that, but I'm so glad you yeah. did. <laughs> So, um, when is the match? When are the matches? Obviously in the FIFA window, but dates, times, um, broadcasting. Let me have a look. Uh, right. I don't have anything around that one, but I do know that they've also just announced that they are going to be taking on Japan in October as well, Okay. Um, which is a little bit further away. But, yes, that will be they, – they will come to learn the pain that Australian football fans have – had to deal with playing Japan over the last kind of yes, you know, geez, decade and a half. Um, very, very. Um, just having a look at that uh, that squad there, though. As you say, it's good to see that um, there's there's a, a number of players there also who are coming back from uh, coming back from uh, overseas, not necessarily just uh, America. Obviously, you have the mm-hmm. the players who are playing in the US uh, with college, for example, but um, they're also keeping a few. Uh, keeping a few bodies warm in in New Zealand with their their kind of off season program, which is really uh, really interesting. Not something that I'd heard a lot about, um, but would be interesting to see if that ends up being, you know, kind of like a, um, I guess like a junior Matildas uh, setup or, or NTC setup like we have over here. Um, but yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to see how that kind of goes going forward, especially with Wellington uh, in the A League Women's competition now. Yeah, uh, so I'm fa- liking. Sorry, go. I found the dates for New Zealand's next two games. So unfortunately, I've got local times on Wikipedia. So you'll have to do the maths to figure out when they are in your particular part of the world. But Norway versus New Zealand in Oslo, uh, 25th of June, 5 p.m. local time. So I suspect that's the early hours of uh, Sunday 26th for us. on um, yeah, Eastern Seaboard of Australia. Here, I believe. Yep. And then uh, on Tuesday, 28th of June, local time. 7 p.m., uh, Wales versus New Zealand at uh, the Pinatar Arena in Spain. So that would be early hours of Wednesday the 29th. Yeah, 7 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday the 29th, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Something and like broadcasting. That, so we know when they're on, we might be watching Twitter and, and seeing uh, some tweets come through. Yeah. That, yes. Well, I mean, there's, there's uh, what, uh, just under a week till uh, that's broadcast. I'd assume that they'll be broadcast in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's on... What do they have over there? Spark Sport or whatever their Sky, Foxtel, Paramount equivalent is. But yeah, I'd assume that they'd be broadcast in New Zealand. Don't know about here though. So have to go. If we down find the, out, uh, we'll update our show notes and, yeah, and make sure people the, have a the, chance. Uh, the usual stream stream situation that we would have had prior to, you know, good online coverage for the Matildas. Shout out from me to the the Melbourne connections in the squad as well. So I believe Katie Bowen, Claudia Bunge, Annalie Longo, I'm just sorry, Rebecca Stott so and Hannah Wilkinson have all dabbled in either Melbourne City or Melbourne Victory. So and really good to see Annalie Longo in there. I think she yes. was a she made a big impact when she played for Melbourne Melbourne Victory, so I'm really pleased to see her in there. And I think Grace, New Zealand Grace at Heidelberg as well. Yes, that's the one. That's true. I was yes, <laughs> so I feel like New Zealand squad is just getting stronger and stronger, or or maybe I'm just getting more familiar and thinking that it's stronger. So I think it'll be a really good test against Norway and, and Wales mm. for them. Any thoughts from um, yourself, Stefan, as well? I mean, you might know the some of the t- players in Norway better than others. 
Uh, it'll certainly be a stern test, that one. Um, not, I don't know much about the Welsh Welsh form. Does anyone know how how Wales are going these days? Yeah, but the Nor- the um, the Norway team just looks incredible when you look, look at it player for player. Um, but, you know, the, the Kiwi squad, is, um, as you, I'm the same as you, Cheryl. I, I get a sense, too, that they're... Um, Building very nicely as well, so it'll be uh, it'll it'll be good preparation and and that Japan game as well. So yeah, what's anyway, their ranking that, at the moment? Norway, um, they're not in the top ten. Um, well, and New Zealand actually. Yeah, I'm not not sure. It, they're not an easy beat. Anyway, we'll um, the guys will maybe go off and do some homework on this on the side. Let's move on and talk about Matildas. So we do have a couple of matches coming up for the Matildas. The first one that's coming up is, I think, at 5.30 a.m. Sunday morning, Australian Eastern Standard Time. So hopefully people are going to be ready to watch that, I believe, and I'm making things up a little bit. It will be broadcast on Channel 10 and yeah. Paramount, so you've yep, got options there well. with how to watch it. Mm-hmm. And the most recent news that's come through, which thanks, Eric, for popping that in our Slack channel because I haven't had a chance to keep up to date with everything, and for updating the show notes. So Jamila Rankin has replaced Angie Beard in the Matilda squad. Angie Beard omitted due to personal reasons, and we're not sure what that is, but hopefully all is well, and, and it's about being a, a nice, balanced person. Maybe maybe she's fatigued, maybe it's something else, but a really great opportunity for Jamila Rankin, who I really rate. I, I think she's a top player, and I imagine, Madge, you'd be a fan as well. Yeah, um, um, uh, of course you don't like it when it's at the um, expense of someone else, so um, all the best to, to Angie for what, um, whatever reason that she's uh, made herself not available but Jamila yeah so she's been to a couple of Matilda's senior camps I think uh, but still hasn't got quite gotten that cap I don't believe so um, possibly against Spain that'd be that'd be a story and the other story that we've got for the Spanish team is that Ginny Hermoso is out of the out of the Euros and no doubt out of this friendly as well due to a, an injury that she sustained I don't know if it was in a game or in training but Madge you said it was a knee yeah, so they said it was a, a some a ligament in injury. So uh, it, it didn't say it was an ACL. So um, hopefully that means that she'll be uh, well available to be one of the big stars coming over for the World Cup. But um, um, but yeah, unfortunately the Euros will be without her by the looks of it. Let's talk about that match, not the Euros, but let's talk about the match which is coming up on Sunday. I'm assuming everyone's going to get up nice and early and watch it, but. Um, I don't want to make it so simplified just to talk about predictions. It will be a, a tough match, I expect, based on the squad that the Matildas are, are taking across because it is some emerging players. It's not necessarily our starting eleven. But Dale, your thoughts on what the chances are and what you may, what do you hope to see? Progress, I think, would be the first thing that I'd want to see. Um, I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that we're looking for at the moment. Obviously, we know that there are going to be a few players uh, from both sides, as we mentioned, who aren't going to be there. Um, Hermoso being one, Kerr not being uh, called up for this one to give her a bit of a rest, I think is is a good thing. I think, um, as I said, that the biggest thing for me is players being able to show what they've got, kind of unburdened from the expectation that, there's a result that needs to come out of this game. Um, and I think the other thing is that we kind of want to see, we don't really get a chance to play the top European teams um, outside of like warmups for tournaments very often or in tournaments very often. So I think um, this kind of friendly is, is really good because it kind of gives us an idea of where we sit in terms of, you know, 
not necessarily just now, but potentially talking about the next kind of four year world cup cycle, five year Olympic cycle um, about, you know, where Spain are at as well. We'll know what their market, what their kind of low watermark is for one of a word. And then we can measure ourselves against that and hopefully go forward and, and learn more about those younger players in that kind of competitive international environment. Eric, your thoughts. Okay. Firstly, some admin, because I found your answers to rankings. So Norway, is ranked 11, surprisingly low for them. New Zealand's 22 and uh, Wales 31. Then, actually, what I can't remember what we are, but uh, Spain 12. 7. Oh, so we're 12. Spain, Spain 7 and Portugal 30. So, yes, we are 12. So, um, yeah. I got something uh, right. I'm really quite impressed with that. And I think we should well pause done. and just reflect <laughs> on how. how well, so, anyway, moving up. on. So, to, <laughs> on to my thoughts about. The game, yo, and you said what I wanted to see. Um, I would like to see a Matilda McNamara, M- McNamara Matilda's debut, and I haven't thought much past that. Oh, actually, and Winona Heatley as well. Actually, and why not Mackenzie Hawksby and Taylor Ray? Why not? <laughs> I, I think that the point that you make about Hawksby is going to be super interesting because I think that she is. I mean, this is this is a big call, but I think that she is in some ways the missing piece of the puzzle in or a player like her is the missing piece of the puzzle in our midfield at the moment. Cause we kind of have these very nice, languid, you know, soft is the wrong word, but like, you know, silky touch midfielders. You've got um uh Chids, Gorry, Van Egmond, very nice on the ball, but like Mackenzie Hawksby and kind of her the player who walked so she could run in Chloe Legazzo are really missing from this lineup. And I know that Legazzo is a little bit away, uh, but I think that that kind of competition for spots would be super interesting going forward into the World Cup. Don't know if Hawksby will be in the World Cup squad. Obviously, it's another 12 months away, but I really, really rate her. She was actually, from what I recall, she was the highest rated player throughout the whole A-League women's campaign in terms of... Uh, I think it's who scored or one of those ranking sites per on a per game basis. So I think she's earned this call up. It, and I mean, we've, Eric and I will know this, but we've been watching her in um, New South Wales uh, NPL women's and she is like head and shoulders, the best mm-hmm. midfielder in the competition at the moment. Indeed. I think. Very nice. So, yeah. It'll be interesting thoughts? to see if she gets a go. Okay. I was just, um, to, to Dale's point about the exposure to the European teams. I actually think it's also, even though I, I'm not holding my breath for the result in any way, but I think it's nice for the uh, for this kind of squad to get exposure as well because I think in, in the previous times when we have come up against European um, sort of strong opposition, it has been yeah, at big tournaments or it, it was those those friendly games against uh, Germany and, and the Netherlands uh, a couple of years ago where we still played, you know, very strong squads. So it's 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 probably a really good opportunity for the wannabes who really want to crack into the first uh, the starting 11 to see what the standard is and really taste that um in a competitive environment. So I think that that's a really great opportunity which um you know, it's and and I'm sure the coaching staff will be um setting the expectations within the team uh sort of accordingly. Um but, uh, yeah, so I think that's really exciting that we can really use it as a great learning opportunity. And, mm. Stefan, thoughts from you as well? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing who steps up and shows some leadership in the absence of some of our other leaders in the, in the team. That's a very good point. So, yeah, that that's, could be very revealing, I think, in these two games. And 
could be good for us moving forward if uh, some if some of our players do step up and, and show that. Okay. And then for me, I think I'm looking forward to seeing Mini out there. Um, we have a number of players who won't be available, but Mini is one person who has made herself available. So that'll be terrific to see. And I'm actually really keen to see Spain play as well. Mm. Um, they oh, you'll a- see that. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I just had a look at their squad and it's absolutely terrifying. They've, who I terrifies think- you the most? Well, I mean, second uh, most, because we probably know the most. I mean, I, th- I think Puteras is a, is obviously the kind of, you know, the, the name brand for one of a word, but I think there's there's probably a player that I don't think gets the credit that she deserves, and that's um, Aitana Bonmati from Barcelona. I think that she's just incredibly good to watch. Um, Paredes is, you know, pretty run-of-the-mill, very good Spanish ball-playing centre-back, but um, I'm just having a, I'm having a look through the squad at the moment. And the other thing that kind of surprises me, I guess, is that they don't have any players with over 100 caps. Um, they only have two players with over 50. Copanos, the goalkeeper, has 50 exactly. Um, but so I think like this is this is kind of similar for them. I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether Spain take this as a like you know a solid hit out, or they take this as an opportunity to integrate some new players into the team. Um, I guess we'll see that. That'll be. That'll be interesting, but yeah, um, Bonati I think scored nearly scored that half half field goal in was it the Champions League final or the Champions League semi final? Uh, but yeah, she's very good, and yeah, like I think twenty of this twenty six player squad or twenty eight uh, twenty eight player squad come from either uh, Barcelona or Real Madrid, so like they'll know how to play together as well. All right, looking forward to it, and then. In the following pod, we'll talk about the next match for the Matildas, which will be against Portugal. And we'll certainly have some learnings from this first match and see how we go from there. On to, uh, well, actually, before we move on, I want to give a bit of a shout out and maybe Madge will follow up. But Matildas Active have put a range of gear out there. I know that their pre-orders have closed. But Madge, give it, give yourselves a bit of a shout out for all of the hard work that the team do in, in trying to get um, Australian women's football fans out and about and dressed appropriately. Yeah, so I think we've all, all complained about the dearth of um, the merch options and um, and actually some feedback we just got on Twitter was that uh, one of the guys said that you've actually got large sizes um, for, for men for women's um, team supporter gear. So uh, yeah, we try try and um, provide some um, cool stuff for cool people, uh, and at the same time, um, we're not for profit. So um, any sort of proceeds that we make off of our merch sales just go towards us being able to fund, like getting banners um, done, sending them around the country, you know, skinning drums, all all that sort of. Um, some of the boring stuff that makes game day um, really fun. So we've still we'll, we've got pre-order order of scarves, so you can still order some scarves, mugs, uh, and stubby holders as well, and some stickers. So, and we'll have some other merch options coming as well. And also for the game on Sunday, I think we'll we'll do our usual Twitter Spaces um, at probably halftime and full time if people want to jump on and have a, a debrief about the game uh, on Twitter. Sounds good. You won't be in a little pub somewhere at, uh, you know, stupid AM. I, I don't think so. We leave that for, for the um, the big events. Very good. And speaking of big events, certainly the next home one that we're expecting to see is the match against Canada in September. So 
we I don't know if you want more people to be signed up to help out the Matildas active as well so up and around then we'll try and put some more flavor out there to see if people are interested in, in joining yeah. the gang and, and so waiting waiting for where the other noise. venue is going to be as well so um before we sort of start organizing things but um yeah we'll, we'll no doubt have a, a pre-game pub um uh, in Sydney uh, and wherever the second game is very good. Thanks for that, Madge. I appreciate it. And we appreciate the Matildas active as well. They do a top job and they work very hard. So great to see. Let's talk about Dub. Uh, Dub's a bit quiet. Dub's a long way away at the moment, but there has been an announcement, which is exciting. Stefan? Yeah, such a such a great positive announcement, this one. The first uh, signing announcement for Cambria United um, for the season. Um, Nikki Fanery was announced this morning. Um Positive in so many ways. First of all, it's a just a great um, way. The club is saying that we value you, that we want you. Um, we know you've been through a rough twelve months coming back from your ACL. She's made a pretty useful start, I have to say, um, from what we're about to find out with the uh, with the uh, New South Wales results. Um, but it's just a good uh, boost to her confidence, I think, uh, to get to get her, um, you know, back in the fold. Uh, I think we missed her last season. And it's also a good message to the rest of the players and the in the you know prospective players in the in in the team and in the club. Um, they can see that you know if they're, if they're looking after Nikki, then they'll probably look after me as well. Um, the other thing I liked about it was that uh, it's a two-year signing, which is a bit unusual, I think, for Canberra United. One of the issues that the squad has had the last few seasons is that. While we're good at retaining our Canberra-based players, we're not so good at doing what some of the other successful clubs have done the last few years in that we're retaining a, a core outside of the locals. Um, and perhaps this is the first step in seeing some longer-term signings and getting um, more continuity across the entire squad and not losing half your squad every every season. So... I'm very keen to see if the, if the club follows up in that regard, but very really pleased for for Nikki and for the Canberra fans. Um, there's been some other news in Canberra too this week. Um, it's been quite an interesting week. Uh, we've had an assistant coach announced in Ant Jagger and Nick, and of course uh, has history. He's um, he's been a, an assistant coach before a few years ago, and of course is the architect of Belconnen United's um, ten season. Um, you know, reign at the top of um, capital football here in the women's scene. So it's really good to have him back on board. And and also Nicole Begg and Ashley Sykes have come come on board as coaching support staff. So the way they describe it is that they're going to be mentors for the players. The club has also said they'll be bringing in other Canberra United luminaries to, to help out in that regard as well. Um, the only slight downside from all this, and this all sounds terrific, um, a strong Canberra, real strong Canberra presence across, you know, the entire setup. The only downside is that Ashley Sykes has said that she won't be playing this coming season, which is a real shame because uh, we will miss her. But uh, yeah, lots, lots of good, good news stories this week out of Canberra. Never know, we might be able to change her mind. Yeah, it wouldn't be, be the first time that we've seen a late entry in some of the football. Very true. Yes. Very good. Thank you for the update. And we may as well continue talking about um, things that Stefan knows all about. If you want to jump into Nordic football and, and Stefan was giving us a heads up just before we went live as well, saying that there will be a summer break. So listen in carefully to see where we're up to before the summer break. 
Yeah, so these are the last games across all the Nordic leagues uh, for quite a few weeks, um, until about early August, I believe. So uh, I'll just go through them very quickly. Uh, we know that in Denmark, of course, that their season's finished, so they'll be starting up their next season uh, in early August. Um, in Norway, they had a, a catch-up catch round, uh, round nine. Um, they played round 14 last week, so this must have been a, a round due to bad weather or something. Um, sixth place, uh, LSK Kavina uh, lost 3-1 away to, to fourth place, Starbeck. I watched that game, and um, LSK's heads weren't in that game, really. I think they were looking forward to the summer break already. Uh, well, not their best showing. Starbeck was sharp um, and looked good. Uh, Fiona Wirtz um, played the whole game, but uh, was unable to hit, hit the scorecard for once. Um, so, yeah, let's let's hope that when they regroup for the uh, for next part of the season that, that Carly is back on board. She's had a surgery and is recuperating. I have no idea how she's going with her recuperation, but it would be wonderful to see her back in six or eight weeks or whatever, uh, back with the squad and playing again. And as it turns out, they're going to be playing Valerenga, which is Ali Green's team. Um, and they're coming third at the moment. They had a 2-0 away loss to second-placed Rosengard, and Ali came on for the last 11 minutes in that game. Um, over in Sweden, it was round 15, and uh, Rosengard had a 6-0 away win against uh, bottom team uh, AIK, which is Remy Simpson's team. Tegan Micah played a full game, and Charlie was Charlie Grant was once again not named in, in the team, so not really sure what's going on there, whether she's just a, a little under. Well, um, at least some of the Matildas are in Spain, so Charlie might be there as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so that's, that's right. That's probably what's happening. Um, but, yeah, there was a second week out. So, yeah, you're probably right, Eric. That's exactly what's probably going on. Um, but, yeah, good good win. Uh, Remy Simpson, I think, played a full game in that game. I haven't got the note there, but, yeah, I'll, I'll double-check that later on. Um, Vitcho, who, who are having a good season with uh, Polks and Mini, they, unfortunately, in this game, had a 2-1 away loss against 10th place to Rebro, and they both played full games in this one. So that sort of brings a bit of an end to a, a really good uh, run of games that they've had. Um, so it's hoping that after the break, they can get their um, their mojo back as well. And finally, um, over at Hammerby, where uh, Courtney Nevin is uh, tearing up the season, they're having a fantastic time there. Um, they lost 2-1 at home against uh, BK Hecken, who are currently in fourth place. And it's quite unusual to see Hecken down in, down in fourth place. They're usually always uh, first or second. So it's... Uh, yeah, a little drop in form there, but still good enough to beat Hammerby on this occasion, uh, 2-1. And Courtney played a full game, and Kyra Cooney-Cross played the last 23 minutes of that game. And finally, over in Iceland, where it was round 10, um, Gemma Simon played a full game for Throtter. Um, they lost 2-1 at home against topside Valor, and Throtter are currently in fifth place. Um, ninth place, KR Reykjavik, where Margot Chauvet and Susan Fongson Cam are. Lost 3-1 away to 7th place Keflavik. And Susan scored KR's goal. So she's she's um that's not her first goal there too. So she's doing quite well for the team, especially a team that's, uh, you know, struggling in some games. But she's going well. And Margot played 70 minutes and Susan played a full game. And finally, Melina Ayers is at, is at uh, Breederblick, who are coming second. So they're going well. Uh, they won 4-0 away to Thor, who are 8th who at present. And Melina only got on the park for the last five minutes of that game. So uh, happy summer break to all our players over there.
Thanks, Stefan. Surprising for me, I think a couple of the players not getting as much game time. Certainly at least what I would like to see, but I'm not involved in any of those decisions and it would be good for Melina Ayres to get some more time, but, yeah, not just her, other players mm-hmm. as well. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, Madge and Dale, who wants to talk about the NWSL or you can talk about a game each and then flip for the last one. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, let's start off with... Uh, where was I? Sorry, I just scrolled away. Uh, so we had uh, Alex Ch- Alex Chidiak um, did not have a great day this week. Uh, Washington Spirit 2, Racing Louisville 2. Alex Chidiak comes off with a broken nose after six minutes, um, which is a very unfortunate injury in a n- relatively non-contact sport. Uh, so she, as I said, she'll come off and hopefully she's all right, get it patched up and we can see, oh, maybe Alana Kennedy could lend her a mask. <laughs> No, no, I think Uh, she's got some kind of request out for superheroes. Yeah, superhero superhero names while she is wearing her cool mask. Did anyone think of one? Oh, we no. need to get a one of those, like somebody, you know how you see players have like customized boots, like painted boots. Mm-hmm. You need to get her like a painted mask, like a Florentine mask or, you know, Ooh. make it happen. <gasps> somebody. Madge, this sounds like some... Matilda's active kind of merch. I'd love to see everyone out there with some masks. Can we do that? Mask eventually, I mean, all. yeah. We have to have a, like we're getting to the point where like eventually maybe all of our players will have worn a mask at some stage. There's, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just an ideas man, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, yes. Uh, the oh, sorry, your turn, Madge. You can have this one. Yeah. Well, um, Chelsea Dorber after I um. She got uh, her debut, uh, I think, last week when we were chatting, but she was an unused sub in the Kansas City's game against the Chicago Red Stars, which ended up as a a two-all draw. Hmm. So hopefully um, we'll see Chelsea or is Chelsea in the squad, the Matildas squad? No. Um, Well, it hasn't been said. (laughs) The the speculation is it's to let her settle into, well, this environment. But yeah, Yeah, would make sense. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see Chelsea uh, get some more game time shortly. It's great uh, to be in a great squad, but it's about yeah. getting time on the park as well when you're yeah under match um, requirements, not just training hard, but yeah being able to take it out on the field as well. Uh, and the league, the league leaders, uh, San Diego got an away win against Gotham in. I think they're playing their games at Red Bull Arena uh, now. Um, Emily Van Egmont played a full game and surprising no one was booked. Yep. Um, Love it. Yeah. What And what happened with um, Rapino as well? Did anyone see that? No. Oh, she got no, two I yellows, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Uh, some quick no, homework. I, Come on. Yeah, I was going to say, I someone. didn't see that. I, uh, I do know that uh, Portland beat Orlando 6-0 at home today, um, which, you know, tough scene if you're Orlando um, both because you lost 6-0 and you have to play in Orlando um, which from all reports is a hot sweaty not as fun Brisbane yeah um, <laughs> good actually that's a great analogy yes uh, but yes um, they I, I have the goal notifications on my phone for the thorns and my phone was running white hot this morning because they were flying in 
Um, but yeah, no, I'm not sure what happened with Rapino. That's uh, that's interesting. I'll have to have a look. It came up a little bit in my feed. So, uh, and did yeah. I see? I think Jess Bishlock may have put up a, a post as well. So, I think it may have been around some referee decision. There may have been some dissent. Mm. Oh, yeah. dissent by word or action. That is a yellow card. Mm. And if you do it that. twice, well, yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. Uh, and yeah, there into- are a few other, ga- a few other games in the NWSL, but no Aussies in those ones. Yep. It's still important, but yeah, no Aussies in those ones. So we'll talk about where we've probably got plenty of Aussies. Talk about some state football. Stefan, we've given you a little bit of a break, but we're going to throw you back in there again. Do you want to give us the results and some banter around ACT round 10? Yeah, no worries. It was a, it was a good round. It was um, three close games out of four, which you don't always see in the uh, Capital Football League. Um, so um, I hope there's more, more of that. It's always very welcome. I was uh, at McKellar Park on, on a very nice sunny uh, Saturday afternoon to see a replay of the uh, Women's Federation Cup final between Belcon United and Canberra Olympic. That ended up being a very entertaining one-all draw. Um, Karen Clark, who's a, um, a uh, senior player, I guess, of the Belconnen side, has just returned from, from quite a long uh, injury stint. She, she played in goals in the Fed Cup. Fed Cup final when they were short of a keeper and, and has come out and had two really influential games uh, playing back at centre-back. So um, kudos to Scott Conlon, the Belconnen coach, for in, instructing her to take the free kick towards the end of the game, which got the equaliser. Um, Talia Backhouse, the captain, was lining up to take it and Scott said, no, you go up and use your terrific heading skills in the box and get the long-range... Um, Karen's got a fantastic long-range um, boot on her, so so she managed to sneak her her shot into into the goal, past some defenders and the keeper to equalise against you know a very strong Canberra Olympic side, um, where Olivia Fogarty um, came on in the second half and scored uh, scored their goal. So that'll be uh, written up this week for for the Capital Football Writer. Another pleasing result though was seeing um, Wagga City uh, obtain their first point this season against uh, third place West Canberra Wanderers. So it was the Wanderers derby that was played at Melrose Synthetic. So Wagga, Wagga travelled up, played on an unfamiliar surface and managed to get a point out of that game. So it's quite good going against, uh, you know, a team as, who've been as successful this year as so far as, uh, as West Canberra. So good on you, Wagga. Um, Canberra Croatia had a very convincing 8-0 victory at home against Tuggeranong United with Brittany Palombi bagging a hat-trick. Uh, Jenny Bissett got two. And Grace Gill, Krista Hagen, and Bella Barrick got a gold each. And finally, um, at Gungarland Oval, there was a two-all draw between Gungarland United and Cambria United Academy, which also looked like a very entertaining game. Uh, Darby Whiteley, who's just come back from the US, it's her second game back, uh, scored both goals for Gungarland. And Riley McQueenie and Taylor Hampson scored for Cambria United Academy. And um, it perhaps a sign that Gungarland are starting to find their feet a bit in, in the league and uh, starting to um, perhaps make a move up the ladder. So that's it for ACT. Thanks, Stefan. Is that um, Palombi's first hat-trick this season? Or... I'd be surprised no, if I it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking that maybe there'd been one or two more. So maybe she's at uh, close to the top of the goal um, goal list. I'm not sure. Yeah, likely. Uh, I'll I'll double check, but yes, uh, she's always up there. <laughs> Very good. All right, New South Wales. We've got uh, maybe two candidates to talk about this, but 
you can go Harvey's if you want, or Eric, you can you can have this one. Okay, sure. So, uh, so uh, full round of six games in NPL New South Wales, uh, and the game that I only remember today, I am supposed to write about. So keep an eye out for the reports later on in the week. Uh, uh, Northwest Sydney Spirit travelled up to the Hunter Valley and defeated Emerging Jets by five goals to one. Doubles for Talia Macri and Rachel Patterson, who you may know as Rachel Sutar. She um, was married in the offseason. Congratulations to her. Uh, and the, the other goal coming from Sonny Franco, while the Emerging Jets goal was from Brindley Gentle, who, you know, it's always tough for these um Sides full of literal children, but Brindley Gentle has banged a few goals away this season. Good on her. Uh, then there was a nil-all draw between Bankstown City and Football New South Wales Institute. Both uh, teams had a goal disallowed in the second half, so frustrating stuff all around, it feels like. Then into the game, I called for NPL TV. RPL Leichhardt made the long trip to Linwood Park in south, far southwest Sydney to play MacArthur Rams and won 3-0. A double from uh, Nikki Flannery. Her first two goals since coming back from ACL injury. It's uh, been a great week for her. And also a goal for Shea Connors. Um, so uh, Shea Connors now top of the joint top of the NPL New South Wales Golden Boot race with Ash Brodigan from Northern Tigers, seven goals each. Uh, Illawarra Stingrays, they've had some absolutely shocking troubles with just getting a full field to train on down there. There's with um, all the rain we've had in in Sydney and the surrounding areas down to Wollongong up to Newcastle. Um so they've, this is actually the first time in round 11 that they've used their normal home ground of JJ Kelly Park. But um, they pulled out a win, 2-1 over Manly United. Chloe Middleton scored two spectacular long-range goals. Manly's consolation coming from, well, no one's really sure it was the kind of scrappy goal. You, I mean, if you happen to watch it, watch the highlights on NPL TV or NPL New South Wales socials, your guess is as good as mine, but I've given it to Corinne Winkler. But yeah, make sure you see those two Chloe Middleton goals. And then good news for a friend of Bionani's daughter uh, in Rudy Hill as Blacktown Spartans came from behind to beat Sydney Olympic two goals to one. Olympic took the lead with a long-range goal, so that's another goal you'd want to check out on NPL TV. Um, long-range strike from Armenian international Claudia Chalakian, but the Spartans had the comeback with two goals in the last 20 minutes. One from their captain, Rosie Galea, and a winning goal from Abby Lemon, who has... Continued a fine week. She's played her first two games for the young Matildas, and then she scores the match winner for Blacktown Spartans. And finally, in the top of the table clash, which was also a rematch of the 2019 grand final, Sydney University um, uh, defeated Northern Tigers by a goal to nil, inflicting the Tigers' first loss of the season, their first loss in over 12 months. The uh, goal was from Annabelle Martin, and uh, also a brilliant commentary, as always, from Teo Pelletzeri. So uh, a couple of uh, great Victorians at Sydney University. Oh, That's... so sweet. Annabelle oh, Martin. Be quiet. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eric had nice things to say about Victoria. I like it. Or people. Yes, because I know have... I can define a Victorian properly. Moving on. Oh, let's... <laughs> yes, that's true. Hey, but, but before we move on as well, Annabelle Martin, it's good to see her score a yes. goal. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all, actually. Um, congratulations, Annabelle. But I'm not sure when was the last time that we may have uh, seen that happen. So if anyone scored, knows. but uh, Scored four goals in the 2019 season. I'm not sure about 2020. That's weird, and obviously Eric. she missed What's weird? Okay. Why is it's that weird? weird that, it's is weird why, that you can't just ponder gets, and say. Gets paid the big bucks in terms it's, of commentary. It's, it's actually big bucks if you divide it by um, hours spent on prep because there is no prep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. Thank you for that. Uh, your turn, Madge. 
Yeah, so we had a, a full round in Queensland as well as a couple of catch-up games. So uh, the first of the catch-up games, Kapalaba were too strong for uh, Brisbane Olympic, uh, winning 3-0. Uh, goals to Jasmine Genovese, Leah Miles and Larissa Crummer. I think that was the last game that she's played before she's obviously gone off to um, mm-hmm. join the Matildas squad. Uh, Tuesday catch-up as well, uh, the QAS went down 2-1 to Eastern Suburbs. Uh, the QAS had a had a goal from Tamar Levin, uh, where, but Eastern Suburbs uh, had goals to uh, Lauren Askin, uh, Aona Goda as well. So um, Eastern Suburbs are hanging around there sort of in mid-table, uh, always a tough team. Uh, then on to Moreton Bay United, they drew uh, one all with Eastern Suburbs as well. Uh, a goal to Georgia Beaumont, who of course played with Adelaide last season and former Royal player Sophie Person, each grabbing a goal for each side there. Uh, Brisbane Olympic again then took on South United. Uh, Olympic took that one out 2-1 with goals to Innocent Michael and Christina Amajoyi. Uh, And then for South United, uh, Brisbane Royal player Ki Kitano uh, grabbed a goal for them. The game I actually got along to uh, a nice, nice pizza there at Lions FC. Um, it was a top Oof. of the table clash. Very good pizza at Lions FC. You wouldn't think so because it's kind of like just a big club, um, sort of pokies and and but you know, but very nice, good fired pizza. Good to know. Um, sounds like Brisbane City of competition. They do. I I will actually hand on heart better than the Brisbane City pizza. Ooh, that's that's high praise that's indeed. Impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lions FC. It was a bit of a stalemate in the in the first half, uh, with uh, nil all to half time. But then Lions sort of uh, uh, ran away with it in the second half uh, with goals to uh, Tegan Riding uh, opened the goal scoring. Then Amy Gunston. Amy Gunston actually gave the assist for the first goal to Tegan, and then of course Marielica uh, rounded out. She came on quite light, quite late as well, and also. Ish Nori wasn't lining up for Lions as well, so I'm not sure if she was hmm. injured. Um, so they were down a few key players, but uh, but still took that one out 3-0. Yeah. So uh, Lions FC showing life after Shea Connors, just same as it always has they're been. They're fine. They're, they're rolling on. Um, there was actually a, a couple of really good battle um, there between um, Amy Gunston, who I've shouted out as one of my faves as well, and, um, and uh, Anna Malgraf as well. So um, a bit of bit of fun down the sideline until um until amy was moved to the other wing but um <laughs> yeah uh, it was a um, good good fun to watch but uh yeah so but yeah lions running away with that one and then sunshine coast wanderers went down uh three nil to gold coast united uh we don't have the goal scorers for that one yeah yet. i didn't put him in because they on the match center only gives us one goal scorer so might yeah, as well looks a bit weird if i only put while. one for three but might as well shatter our out on the pod so this is great yeah Bronte Rose is one of Gold Coast United's goal scorers so apologies for the incomplete information but let's just say she got a hat trick yeah why not yeah actually I'll put that in I'm happy with that yeah (laughs) all right on to Victorian football and apologies we were supposed to or we were trying to organize a special guest to talk about the the halfway point of the season and to get some insights from someone who's seen a lot more of the the football than I have Taryn hope you're feeling better soon and we'll get you on the pod at some point when you're when you're back at it and feeling good uh just some results in there as well so Alamein had uh went down 
nil uh sorry uh three nil against Bulleen Lions so Bulleen still in third position and Alamein in fourth Caldy United who are top of the table at the moment they sit very happily there and quite often sit there Hmm. 7-1 victory against Bayside United who are bottom of the table Heidelberg United uh who are currently second beat South Melbourne who are seventh they beat them 3-1 and finally, FE Emerging had a 1-0 victory over Box Hill United. That was 5v6. So I think if I look at the table at the moment, it's sort of kind of getting where you would normally see teams ready to be. I think Heidelberg United are having a really good season and it shows the investment that they've put into the team and to the pitch. They have a beautiful pitch out there as well. So, yeah, but we'll try and get more detail for you about the Vic rounds as well and really get some focus on that, particularly as we've got some uh, a bit of a break in the Nordic leagues and we'll be able to delve a little bit deeper. Yes. Onto- okay. Sorry, Cheryl, but I've just got some extra detail on that uh, latest bullying victory. So two goals from Milani Janczewski and uh, for all the Janczewski fans out there, don't worry if she's not been making these squads. Uh, my word is she's still very much in the thoughts of uh, all the coaching staff there. So all is not lost if you would like to see Alana at the Under-20 World Cup in Costa Rica. The other goal, who, as as usual, was from Leah Privatelli. And uh, my favourite part of the... I mean, favourite part of this game is um, former Beyond 90 rider Lani Johnson picked up a yellow card and... Uh, and I'd like to, I, I'm just picturing her absolutely smashing someone. So if I, yeah, that's, um, I'm hoping she's come down uh, from Sydney to Victoria and uh, hoping that she's making an impact on the locals, literally. Sounds like it is an impact. Queens of the week. Uh, I'm going to kick off and then you can all talk about yours. I've got a toss up between Alex Chidiak for her broken nose and her um, attempt to make it a little bit more humorous than it probably feels by trying to get some uh, crazy superhero mask stuff going on. So I hope that goes well. And Alex, we hope that your nose is okay enough and that gets reset pretty quickly. And the other big news for me, I'm a fan of both Barcelona and Lucy Bronze. So to see them united to see Lucy Bronze leave Man City and head over to there I think is yeah for me it's kind of like a a fantastic arrangement so coin to the week for both of them how about you Dale Uh, my coin of the week uh, is Sydney Uni Um, first team to beat Northern Tigers in over 12 months Um, but you know uh, pretty impressive when you consider that They've lost a bunch of players uh, recently. Um, they've kind of dispersed around the league, not necessarily gone overseas or anything like that, but good to see Annabelle Martin get on the score sheet as, as we were alluding to earlier. Uh, unfortunately, Joker of the Week goes to the Sydney University match balls, uh, which were deemed not properly inflated four minutes into the match. <laughs> and How many match balls, four... Dale? There was, yeah, there was at I least three, I think. I think it was, yeah, three or four of them. So um, Joker of the Week is air for there not being enough of it in the ball. <laughs> that stuff is free. It is. It's literally all around us. There's <laughs> not a funding cut or anything like no, that. No, it's all right. not. And also Sydney Uni is like one of the richest sporting clubs in Sydney, you'd say, or amateur, but amateurish sporting clubs in Sydney. So they have plenty of air to spare. Very good. What about uh, Eric? 
Yes. Uh, so my uh, my queen of the week is from the match of the century in Turkey, where the Republic of Ireland played the Philippines. So London City Lionesses midfielder Lily Ag made her debut for the Republic of Ireland and scored the only goal in the game. So one nil win. And well done to you, Lily. A goal on your international debut. That's uh, really something special. And so um, Ireland uh, looking good for their next World Cup qualifier against uh, Georgia. So that's on next weekend. And in case you're wondering what those two nations are doing in Turkey, well, that's a good question. But um, I think it's that there's enough facilities for a training camp for multiple nations. I know that the Philippines are going to play, uh, be there and then play a couple of games against Bosnia and Herzegovina. In, and I think those games are actually in Slovenia. So but didn't everyone's Soparuz, flying everywhere. Didn't the Soparuz play a few games in Turkey recently? And they were all at like one. I oh, know. I'm thinking of the, the Matildas the were at their playoff. pre-camp for 2019. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. The The Intercontinental Playoff was played there um, both home and away uh, for the Olympics. Yes, um, that's correct. And they were played at like literally just like a resort on the Turkish coast. Yes, so very big Alcava Cup cool. vibes. Yeah. yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. I'm just surprised Eric didn't talk about um, Denise O'Sullivan's goal. I mean, it's unnecessary at this point, surely. <laughs> <Didn't> he? <Well, laughs> You've talked about it enough. Is yeah, it? I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I mean do, is it, is it, do, do I need to do it? Also, there's two players I've never <laughs> no, named. I'll as... do it for you now. <laughs> He's trying to outsource it now so we can yes. talk about other players. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's two players I've, um, never named as queen of the week because it's kind of feels unnecessary and if you <laughs> as a hint if you don't know they both play for melbourne city so well i think um i'll, I'll give my queen of the week to jamila rankin for getting getting that late call up to the matildas uh great young player and yeah let's hope she gets some game time uh in one of the games coming up nice and a nice way to finish stefan i think you've got some a nice queen of the week as well yeah, I'm, I'm going to shock you all and announce <laughs> Nikki Flannery is my Queen of the Week, um, scoring her first goal since coming back from RACL and being announced as Cambria United's first signing for the season. So, fantastic. And if you want to, nice. it really was predictable because um, Stefan didn't type it in. I did. very nice well no shock at all and very nice to finish on on a nice note as well apart from a lack of air in some Sydney (laughs) match balls um apart from that a really good week in football and and looking forward to another good week in football always when we get to see the Matildas play it's a great week in football so on behalf of myself and the crew at Beyond 90 and the other people because you know Madge is a Matildas active on behalf of all the Matildas active as well who do a great job in getting the support out there for the Matildas congratulations on that thank you we'll see you next week for episode 102 thank you all bye-bye